Panda Strong podcast. We interview Canada's top female amateur to pro strength athletes to empower women to train and compete for strength sports. On this lovely day, we are doing a segment called Crossing Borders. So we're interviewing the like top international athletes out there um, from the US of A and beyond. I'm Stephanie, you know me as uh, thick, thick, because I'm thick. Um, I'm thick Stephanie, I'm fantastic to dancer because I shake that ass and I'm nice and round and fluffy, kind of gushy, but I'm still there, there don't mess around. I'm a dancer, fitness educator and a strongman athlete. And you can find my dance and fitness challenges, tutorials and everything on YT, IG and TikTok. There's special unique content on TikTok. So you better check it out. But yeah, if you look up Fantastic the Dancer, you will find me. So today's episode, the theme is we're talking about balancing training and summer fun. Yes. And because you guys that are listening in live in different climates, we've got some listeners that are all the way in India. So I'm assuming that your summer could be anytime, um, especially if you're from Florida. I don't know. I'm not from the States. But every time I see movies, there's always people skateboarding, surfing, and, you know, <laughs> Riding around a rollerblades. It looks like it's summer all the time. So anyways, and our guest today is Nancy Johnson. Hi. Glad <laughs> Hi. to be here. I'm excited. Thanks for being here. Johnson is a very strong name. Like it, like, isn't there like Johnson Johnson brand or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it originated from Germany. It's supposed to be Janssen, but a lot of people oh. had it converted. <laughs> when they came through Ellis Island it's a very common thing to hear that so the British way of saying is Johnson and how would you say it in a German accent now I'm really you know Johnson Johnson sounds like a y but it's still a j and there's like two h's in the middle all the German men typing that's not how you say that's the wrong accent probably probably (laughs) I'm German roots but I'm not great with my own ancestry sometimes um (laughs) yes I'm always memming myself all the time, even when I'm trying to be proper. So um, you can find her on IG at Nancy, N-A-N underscore C-I-E-E. Listen, I've never met a Nancy I don't like. My favorite auntie when I was a kid and she was a shit, her name was Nancy. And I love that woman. She's like a boss ass bitch. And, but she's, she's the coolest shit. She's like sneak me candy when I was a kid. She's a oh. I know. So she wasn't old fashioned and stuck up? No, she was. There's some say she's hardcore, but she would like give you candy. Like she'd smack you on the side of the head. Yeah. But then she'd be like, you're cute. Here's some candy. You know, she you have to be a little bit. You have to be a little yeah. old fashioned with that name. Yeah, yeah. She had to be like, she had good cop and bad cop inside, you know. And mm-hmm. her last name was Catcher. So, I mean, she knew how to catch a hoe. She knew how to catch me <laughs> when I was in trouble. <laughs> she doesn't listen to podcasts. It's fine. Um, That's fine. That's fine. Keep going. She won't know. Whatever. I'm like, I'll stop now for, you know, I still want her in my life at some point. I want her to show up at my funeral if I die. That's important. You know, the more, the more MVPs, the more. I hope a podcast wouldn't ruin that for you. (laughs) It's like random people showing up. That would be interesting though. Hmm. Hmm, Thoughts. Should I put it in the paper? Now I got to rethink my will. It's just just more people showing (laughs) that they love you. It's not a bad thing. You guys come here, I'll give you a hug. Y'all, if y'all and anyone come here, I'll give you a hug. I'm all about them hugs. Unless you're weirdo, then no hugs for you. Like, no creepy guys. Yeah, no. Yeah, so anyways, you guys, thanks for tuning in today. Please stay to the end because we've got exciting news, tips, and we're going to listen to a real-life story of how she entered strength sports 
and became the most amazing person in the world. So thank you for being here today. Now, a little bit about her. She's a, a Marine veteran, which is insane. Like, oh my God, I've seen the commercials, okay? And she's a former power lifter. She's a current strong man. She's a manager of a nutrition store, so she knows her shit. And she has a bachelor's degree in healthy living and uh, phys ed, so physical education. Not uh, yet. Still working towards it. Oh, I thought you had it already. Almost okay. done. I Almost was just thinking done. of that song, like, physical, physical, I let's get, get physical. physical. <laughs> yeah, the 90s in the aerobics. My name's Nancy. Uh, I have to know old music. Yes. You have to, otherwise inappropriate uses of your name. So she hopes to teach an after-school program uh, with her license to inspire the next generation of strength athletes. She's got some pretty amazing um, records. I'm gonna let her go into that a little bit about her most recent records, but she was 2020 Georgia's Strongest Woman. Um, and then she's a record holder. It's currently unbroken um, for the deadlift with the USS, USS, uh, MWW for a 475 deadlift. Huh. Shit. I'm going to go on steroids. That's it. It's <laughs> Fuck me. That's it. That's it. Done. Done. It up. Decision made. It is what it is. <laughs> One interview. Done. Sold. This is not, listen, listen, I don't even eat cake, but listen, you know how people see Cosmo magazine when you're a kid and that'd make you want to eat cookies because you're like, I'll never be that skinny. So fuck it. Yeah, that's what you're doing to me with this 475. I'm like, fuck, fuck it, fuck my uh, four dollar carb killer fucking protein bars, fuck it. Let's go get some of them, bitches. <laughs> I quit. That you sold me. Like I'm, I'm the bad kid in the court in the alley trying to convince you to juice. <laughs> it's good for you. Makes you stronger. Want some juice? What do you mean juice? Just like some innocent kids. You mean like Kool-Aid? No juice. The real stuff, the real juice. This is, not, this is not an endorsement for drugs. We swear. No. <laughs> I watched too many commercials as a kid. It just reminds me, oh, what's that kid? There's like, oh, I'm gonna put it on kid as a med. There's a kid who's got like blonde hair and he's got um like a moose like a mushroom cut and he's uh he's all hyper and shit and ADD and they always use some commercials, he's all hyped. I'm gonna fucking put it in there. And I'm gonna add the song. I'm gonna add the remix, the trap song. It's gonna go down. It's go, it's happening. Um, so questions. What made you join the Marines? And tell us Ooh. about your training, your basic training, you know, your experience there and how it changed you. Originally, I've always had a passion for working with kids. And originally, I had signed up to go teach abroad in Africa for a few years. Thought, I was almost through high school graduation, thought I was going to Africa, and I didn't make it through their final cut. So I panicked. I was like, okay, I have, I didn't plan for college at this point. I don't know what to do. My sister had already become a Marine, and I knew it was an awesome thing. So I was like, let me follow in her footsteps and do that because I know it's great. And that's really what started this whole journey for me because I, you know, joined the Marine Corps not that fit. I did a lot of athletics in high school thinking I was fit, wasn't really that great at athletics, got to boot camp, realized really where I fell in that category and really started working on myself. It's when I deployed for the first time that someone started teaching me how to properly power lift and how to effectively work out. 
And that yeah. changed my entire concept of what working out could be for me and do for me. And I uh, started this insane obsession with fitness. I was always obsessed with moving in high school, but not actually dedicating to the weights and what I could achieve. I was just doing stuff to move and stay active. But when I started learning how to powerlift, I was like, wow, I can really do something for myself. I can really learn about myself and see like how far I can take this, how much I can deadlift, how much I can bench, how much I can squat. You know, it, it just starts this insane, like love for the sport and love for getting bigger, faster, stronger, all of those great things. Gosh, it was, it was such a great door that was open to me that I didn't even realize was being opened just because I was deployed and we were, I was stuck in Bulgaria on the same spot most of my time. So when I wasn't working, I was in the gym working on myself, falling in love with it. You made me think of two things like. Uh, Kanye West, that song, um, what is it? It's like bigger, stronger, faster, power. I'm pretty sure it's called power. And I think it's, it's like, harder, doom, better, faster, stronger. Doom, 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 doom. Oh, yeah. They turned it into an EDM song. It was like harder, faster, stronger. And it was like, oh, yeah, there we go. That's the other one. Yeah, that one, I yeah. To, I have to do fitness challenges to those songs now. Like, it's that's what's happening. That's how do it's it. going down. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Me with my finger whipping people, get that thing out of my face. Um, and then also, you yeah, you should go back because they rejected you with like uh your record and just like slap mm. it down on the table, say nothing. Honestly, I'd I'd probably like if this was a movie and for some reason I talked to those people that didn't let me get through the final cut, I'd thank them because if I went to Africa, I probably wouldn't have fallen in love with the gym, like I'd probably still be active, but not in this level so you know I think them I'd be like you opened this door for me I didn't even know you were closing and opening well it's actually really true you know like it's funny because before this interview today I was thinking about my shitty coaches in high school and how mean they were to me like not even like motivational me like just assholes and I'm oh. like no I know it's true it's okay but my point is because I was always like a heavier jock type and I was always trying to do cardio things like being a dancer I was doing soccer and badminton and I was just too fucking slow like I was like, bam, spiking in the face. And I'd like accidentally break arms. So I'd go like when I was playing soccer, so they'd put me in like goal because I'd run into right. girls flying off me and they'd get mad because I'd try to kick the ball in legs and then like, you know, freaking break their shit. And I was like, I'm not trying, okay? I'm just muscular. Don't judge me. My point is just like, is all that like um, rejection and hatred or whatever, right? Motivated me as an adult, especially my thirties to be like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm gonna fucking prove that I can do it. Yeah. And I'm going to do way more than you ever thought I could. So it's like, you see, that's having a positive attitude, right? Is instead of seeing everything, like every conflict or every negative challenge is something negative. Like that's what I've learned about people who have like a, a poor mindset is that whether it's like a scarcity mindset or just like overly defensive, because I was pretty defensive as a kid, as it's like kind of like rough on the edges, is that um, they don't see conflict as a positive growth thing. So every time it's like somebody says to. anything, they're like, because you have to train your mind to think like that, right? Yeah. You have to so decide like, how you oh, react. Yeah. So when you went into your training, right, obviously you had to face all that stuff. So talk to me more about that. Like talking about basic training and how, you know, how you developed your mind and your body oh. and before you got to the powerlifting, right? The, that little process there. Going. So I was the slowest kid on my track team, but I thought, oh, I'm great at running like 
going to boot camp will be super easy because I ran track and I rode for a crew, which is a rowing team because my high school's on a river. And I thought, oh, I can, I can cut it. I can meet their physical demands. I get to my recruiting station and they're like, you're overweight. I was 150 pounds. I was smaller than I ever will be again. And they said, you're too fat. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm not good enough for the Marine Corps. So they, they instilled this, well, my recruiter instilled this mindset of you need to be smaller to make it to boot camp. You need to be smaller to be a better Marine. So they cut me down by like 10 more pounds to 140, which was definitely too light for me. And all of the time in boot camp, I was in this mindset of I have to be smaller to be stronger yeah. and better because they have these insane, I'm sorry, but the Marine Corps has insane height and weight standards for females that are just not healthy by any means. So going through boot camp, I was like, wow, I feel strong. I feel powerful. I felt more powerful than I've ever felt in my life, but I still had this nagging feeling of mm -hmm. you're still too big. Every time they weighed us every single Sunday. And I mean, it's like you would think in the movies, like they're getting you on a scale. They're telling you you're overweight. They're making you feel bad. And it got to the point in boot camp where I was like, I need to get down to 130. I'm too big. I'm five five. That's not healthy for me. That's not healthy no. for a lot of people. Yeah. But going through boot camp, realizing how strong and fast and tough I could be, at the end of boot camp, I was like, if I could hold on to the weight that they're telling me I'm not supposed to hold on to. I would probably be stronger. I'd probably be healthier because when yeah, I finished yeah. boot camp, like boot camp was such a mental, the mental part was the hardest part for, yeah. and it is for a lot of people because you're being told, you know, you're worthless and all this crazy stuff because they're trying to break you from the person you think you are into the person they're trying to construct you to be. Yeah. And it, I got to the point at the end of boot camp where I just felt more exhausted than I've ever felt in my life. Like I probably slept for like two days when I got home because I had never been so depleted for so long and so like just drilled with all this information and this knowledge and this training, which was awesome. Some of the best times of my life, but they beat you just, they beat you down to such a point where you're so exhausted and you're just this new person that they've created, but you're tired, you're underweight, you're lethargic as heck at first. Like it's, it's intense. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's a subject that I always say is not talked about enough in fitness is being underweight. And people say, I understand that because they're heavyweight. I'm like, no, it's, I have not always been this weight. So it's like certain genetic body types are not designed to be certain weights. I think BMI is stupid. I will always think it's stupid and I will never agree with it. I thought it was stupid when I was a skinny bodybuilder. It's always been stupid to me because it's, it's not an indication of health. Like right. there's, it, I'm sorry, it's not. There's so many things that go into physical health and mental health. And, you know, if you're doing a fitness test because they're like, hey, we need you to complete, be able to do these drills. We need you to be able to run for X amount of time when you're like, you know, when you've been deployed, right? All of that makes sense. But yeah, there's going to be people who are being overtrained and who are underweight and it's not healthy for them if they're not in, pardon me, <laughs> that role, right? They're not in that job. So yes. it's like, it's, it's important to understand that whatever you're training your body for is like, you have to understand the benefits and risks. So for me as a strong man, <clears throat> we're not running we're not running more than 60 feet more doing stuff right so it's different muscle fibers that you're using it's still cardio but it's not the same thing as running track right so it's like there's still cardio aspects of it but it's different and it's different you're training your, your metabolism in different ways right so you know there's there's a to me 
basic training and having overall fitness everyone should have, you know, in, in, in line with, with their medical conditions, if they disabilities, whatever, their uh, uh, <clears throat> like height, uh, like bone structure, metabolic structure, all that stuff like that. There is for everybody, I'm saying that there, there is something that is whole, holistic and healthy for them. Yes, everyone is a unique say. individual. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you when you get into the Fleet Marine Force, they're willing to tape you out and do the full BMI testing and make sure, you know, if you're overweight by their paper standards, they'll actually check you to make sure that you're muscular and those sorts of things. But in boot camp, they don't do that, which is insane to me yeah. because you have these strong women that have the potential to be awesome leaders and all this other, all these other things but you're putting them in this box based off what a paper says, like, oh, they're five, five. They have to be under 140 pounds, period. That's it. doesn't matter. That's why I'm amazed that you got in. Cause I watched a documentary on how, like this, how small the percentages of women that actually get in who are fit as fuck, like crazy athletic women. So it's like, for me, it's problematic because like you said, you're, you're just, you're cutting off a lot of athletes and a lot of people who could have a lot of potential. Right. Yes. So that's why, like for me, I know as a dancer, I'm way too heavy. Like I cannot, cause when I'm doing, if I was doing salsa dancing, like even when I was the smallest, I was like, so when you're moving like this, like that's like, think of you if you're running, right? Cause steps are like running when you're dancing. So if you're like this and you're going at that pace, like BPMs, there's no way in hell that you're moving a big mass around and your mass just gets in the way. Right. You can't move, you can't flow. But at the same time, um, if I'm a dancer and I'm super lean and I, my cardio is really high, I have a high risk of injury when lifting because my muscles are being elongated, right? They're being stretched. So it's just different sciences, right? Um, like, so I haven't been like an avid biker or runner or done any of that stuff because I've been training for strength sports the past years. And let me tell you, man, when I got on a bike, my cardio is fine, but I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm heavy. Like, I, I don't feel ashamed. I just, I'm like, I can feel my weight on that bike. I'm like, fuck. I, I feel, yeah, I feel <laughs> that when I swim. I'm like, why am I so dense? Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, oh, I feel like a rock. <laughs> like running with my dog, I can do it for like 15 minutes at a time before I need a break. And I'm like, why does this feel like, like I'm being like pulled down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because muscles heavy, right? Like <laughs> gravity. Uh, <man. laughs> duh. Gravity is a thing. <laughs> hey, you're strong. You, you gotta deal with it. So, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, from that process, there was a point where you had to say. Like it's obsessive in a healthy way, trying to get down to a certain weight and practice self-love and become strong. So where did that, where did that like turning point happen in your mind? Where I realized what I was doing was unhealthy mentally. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, hey, I'm going to like, you know, pursue healthy weight and strength sports. And um, it definitely wasn't at boot camp because I came home with that mindset thinking I will, I will get down to 130, thinking it was normal, thinking it was attainable. And I didn't really tell anyone about these goals because I think deep down, I knew they were a little bit out of the park. Um, but when I went, I was part of female integration training in um, combat arms. I went to school for that. And that's where I realized like training with men, eating with the men, hanging out with the men, I realized that I need to eat more to keep up with them. Because at that point I had to match male standards to pass through the female integration in combat arms. Yeah. So I was like, I need to keep up with them. I need to eat what they're eating. I need to stay on top of what they're doing. So it wasn't like I realized I was making the switch. It was kind of a subtle, if I'm going to keep up, I'm going to, I'm going to get with the picture. I'm going to get bulky. I'm going to stay bulky. And then while I was doing my regular fleet Marine force thing and starting getting into powerlifting, I was like, I'm too hungry. I'm too tired 
to keep up with a lot of things. I need to eat more. I need to take care of myself better. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I realized this is unhealthy immediately. It was something looking back, I realized cutting down isn't always the answer just because the world says you're too big or because one person says you're too big. That's not always the answer. You have to figure out what's right for you. So it was more of a looking back thing for sure. Or I realized that was insanely unhealthy and there were people just letting me do it. They knew like, yeah, I mean, there is such thing as overexercise, you know, and I fucking like, I used to be in so much pain. I couldn't sleep at night. I like drug myself and I literally put, I'm not even sure. I used to put in like little pounds of that cold cream. Like I'd overdose and it makes myself sick. Like all my joints, because I used to bike. I think I used to bike like 15K a day. I was insane. I would be doing that and then dancing and swimming. Like I was doing absurd amounts. I'm sure, I, I'm sure there's no pro athletes who are doing as much as I Like I would do no. easy eight, eight hours, 12 hours of cardio exercise a day. Cause I was so fucking obsessed with getting skinny. And then I did the opposite and I did weights for like seven hours a day. But the problem was I always like, I ate a lot of food, but it was like water food, water dense, right? Like cucumbers and shit. There wasn't really a lot of protein, a lot of nutrition. So you were hydrated, but you weren't nourished properly. Yeah. I was like, I'd pee like 30 times a day and I was always hungry. And I would just be like, oh, you, you piece of shit, you fat fuck, stop like eating. And I'd just be like, eat, I'd eat popcorn, plain fucking popcorn with no butter. And I would just like all day long. Right. It's and hard it to really hurt my throat. Like, because I was so obsessed with like numbers because when I was super fit, same thing. It's like, I, I went to this fitness expo and I was trying to promote this brand, these supplements I was selling. They said like, your, your bone density is amazing. Your health's great, but like you're considered obese and doctors were like, you're obese. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like 170 pounds and I'm, I'm five, nine. So I was like, that, that's, that's no, that's a very normal. That's probably too, too light. It was too light. Height. It was way too light. Yeah. Like I was like four or six. So it's like fucking ridiculous. That's so. insane. So anyways, like I, I understand what you went through because I like induced that form of torture on myself. And, and that's no, why my whole life mission is not to do that. Basically. I get that. I was, I was training for a marathon right before I deployed because I deployed kind of short notice. And while I was deployed, I had this mindset of I'm going to train for marathons and weight lift at the same time. And somewhere along the lines, because I was out there for 10 months, I yeah, realized yeah. training for a marathon makes it harder for me to keep up with the weight yeah. I'm trying to achieve in the yeah. gym. And I'm not saying don't condition, absolutely condition, keep up yeah. with your conditioning. Yep. But if you're yep. picking one sport, you have to figure out which sport is your priority and where you're going to yeah. put all your eggs. Like you can't put your eggs in a million baskets and hope no. that you're no. a pro in every sport. You have to pick one sport to focus on at a time and you have yeah. to figure out what right nutrition is for you, which I know is yeah. incredibly hard when we're young. We start to realize it slowly, like, okay, this isn't right. This isn't working. I need to figure this out. I think the biggest thing is like pay attention to your digestion and your inflammation and your mental energy and what foods affect that. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can feel it, right? Like I can feel when, and even if it's a healthy food, right? Like my stomach can't digest and I'll mess around. You know what I mean? Like I have have found a lot of success in blood type diets, but that's just me. But I definitely do not fuck around with things outside of my blood type because when I do, (laughs) I get that. Oh, if I'm on a road trip and I'm trying to eat out every day, I'm, I'm grumpy. I'm angry. I'm uncomfortable. And when yeah. I'm uncomfortable, yeah. everybody feels it. You can ask my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. He hates it. <laughs> my I'm coach like, says it too. Love you. Give me my fucking, like my protein bars. Like, I'm oh my gosh. I usually, I usually sit at one, 170, 175 and I'll cut down to 165 or 160 to compete. 
And that last week of cutting, my coach will usually have to pull me aside. And he's like, you're being awful right now. You need to stop. You're, you're treating other people like they're not people right now. And I'm like, oh, all right. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm cranky. I thought we were all cranky together. I didn't know. You forget you're the only one cutting. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's and talk about like, you know, <laughs> mood disorders and hormonal disorders with women and all these things. Like people used to say, hey, exercise, you feel better. And they have no clue that like, if they're not eating properly, like, no, like nutrition yeah. first, always proper nutrition. And don't be so obsessive with like first month, second month, third month, like photo obsessive. Um, it's good to keep like records, but I don't know, for me, I just feel like for certain people, like it can be just problematic. I just think that, you know, oh, if absolutely. you're doing the right things, training in the gym and you're eating right like I, I don't jump on a scale unless it's close to comp um I don't Neither do I 100 percent. I don't I don't focus on the scale and if I do I don't let myself do it more than once a week because I'll start to get in a mindset of oh I'm competing in this many days I need to be here in this many days and you start to fixate on am I going to make weight am I going to do this am I going to feel right and the scale means nothing your body means things how you feel in the gym how you feel outside of the gym and your recovery like nutrition and recovery go into this. So like what you were saying, you used to train 12 hours a day, but when you look at the people that are sitting on all the podiums, they'll tell you they only train maybe four to five days a week. And they really enjoy that recovery time. They take all the hot soaks, they sleep well, they hydrate enough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's insane when you look at the pieces you were missing when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's why I was miserable. That's why. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, It's like, it's like, I used to be like seven days a week because you know, I wanted to fit in, right? I wanted to be long. I wanted to be successful. And, you know, I, I truly did believe that if I exercise that much that, you know, I'd achieve a certain weight or that I would be loved and all these just lies, right? And uh, it was just very toxic, it was very harmful for me. And um, so, yeah, I do the five-day thing. And like, I do a lot of baths, a lot of like late night baths. Yeah. I don't care if I'm time. And I do a lot of sitting in the cold pool, you know? It's like Those a bear such out. nice moments. Those are my favorite. Uh, Yes, I know. It's like therapy. It from, truly is, you know? It's like you earned it. You're like, wow, I get to sit yeah. in this hot hellfire bathtub and just yeah. enjoy the heat. And like you feel yeah. it in all your muscles because your muscles are begging for it. They're asking for a break. They're like, yeah. you moved all this awesome weight. You're hitting PRs. Let's yeah. take a bath. Let's chill. Facts, facts. I think the biggest reason why like I recovered from my C-section is I pushed myself to move and it was incredibly painful and tough. Like I mm-hmm. could barely stand up or walk or crawl, like just sit on the toilet was painful. Like it was just my whole body just like machine wrecked. Um, I didn't, I actually didn't know if I'd be able to lift weights ever again. Um, but I made sure that nightly I didn't care. I was going to be like, I'd hear the baby crying. It was tough. Right. Cause like, you know, you feel like a dick, you want to get your baby, but I'd, right. I'd have a little sleep and then I would just nap throughout the day. That way I could exercise. And that way I could, uh, get my meals in but also so I could have those hot baths tonight you know and I it's a huge difference when I wouldn't do it like when I wake up in the morning in pain so yeah you know like self-care and rest active rest and moving and I don't know there's that to me that's health and I mean at the end of the day like yeah if you're going for worlds you're trying to you know compete for something really big then yeah go balls all the time but if it's just for like fitness and like casual competing and just health like you don't need to torture yourself it's unnecessary. Absolutely. I even feel a difference when I miss my vitamins. I yeah, start yeah. to notice things like that. I'm like, wow, I, I haven't restocked my collagen in a week. I'm feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. Like setting that, setting that yeah. routine of exercise, hydration, nutrition, and sleep 
makes such a yeah. world of difference. And then when you're out of your element, you're like, I can tell. You're like, I know something's wrong. I need to do that self-care and take care of me. Yeah. What's going on? Um, so like, what got you into powerlifting? What made you stop and like switch into going into strongman? So I was powerlifting. I started powerlifting while I was deployed, obviously. And then when I got home, I went to a new or to an old duty station and I met my current coach. Actually, we worked together for a little while and he was, he wasn't coaching me at the time, but we were becoming friends at work, even though I kind of hated him at first. Cause I was like, Oh, this guy is, this guy is too in my lane. Like he wants to talk to me too much when really he was trying to give me advice about powerlifting because he was very knowledgeable about that. And he got me signed up for my first powerlifting meet and he was my handler there. And it was amazing. And he invited me out to his house and he was like, why don't you try some strongman stuff? Like, I think you would really like that. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know, like going to somebody's house. Like that sounds kind of scary. I went, <laughs> oh well, my God, it, wasn't, it wasn't just me. It was me yeah. and one other guy. So it was just three of us. And we started this team actually, where it was just the three of us at first. And I fell in love with the randomness of strongman with powerlifting. You go squat, bench, dead, squat, bench, dead, squat, bench, dead, squat, bench, dead, obviously same routine all the time. Like, yes, you're going through your phases and your different programs and your off season and your on season, but with strongman, every show you're like, what are the events? What are we doing? And I yeah. started falling in love with that because he signed me up for my first strongman show that had, oh, it was just such crazy events. Like one of the events was picking up farmer's carries and pulling a Jeep at the same time. And then when you get to the end of that, you dropped it and you ran with a Conan's wheel. I was like, this is so wild. I love it. And then I want Conan wheel so bad. Like that's like one thing that I want. I love, to hate it so, so much. But the thing about- I heard him be told so much. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about Strongman is if you love, hate an event, you know that your next show might not have it because there's like 300 bajillion events that could be in a show. He signed me up for a Highlander in the next, as the next competition, it was like right after powerlifting meet too. I was just like, this sport is insane. You're always doing something new. You're always training new things to prep for a new show. And if you're in your off season, it's even better because you get to pick what you're training. You get to play with kegs. You get to play with sandbags. You get to make your log better. And oh my gosh, you suck at yoke. Let's focus on yoke. Let's train your yoke. Let's build it better the wildness of the sport and the community that I fell into when I fell in love with the sport made me fall in love with it more. I was like, I love powerlifting still, and I'm never going to like fully like not do powerlifting, but strongman yeah. grabbed my attention by the horns. And it was like, you're obsessed now you're stuck <laughs> all because so of the Marine Corps too. Yeah. Well, that's really like, that connection's really interesting. And I think once you've done Marines, like, well, you know, what's, what's going to top that, right? Like that's so like premium and top level, right? So you need right. something that that's an equal or higher challenge. Um, when you say a handler, I was just thinking of like, either like UFC fighter wrestler or like the Britney Spears conservatorship, because people are still talking about Sunoin. So I was yeah. like, maybe like, alone. Okay. Well, I, I didn't even know what a handler was. I heard somebody say, you need a handler for your powerlifting meet. So I went to him and he was like, I'd be honored. And then lo and behold, he's been my coach for like four years now. And we're best of friends. He's one of my <laughs> greatest advisors in my life. It's just so funny. Cause like the way you're describing it, it's just like, oh, I gotta move this for a second. I'm sorry. Ah, there you go. Cause uh, I was doing a lot of this. Anyways, <laughs> like, <laughs> <You were. laughs> in and out, in and out. 
Right in my neck. It's right in my neck. Anyways, um, creepy weirdo. It's just making me think of like this guy's like, hey, these back lane fucking stories. That's what happened today in this phone call with you. He's like, hey, girl, hey, want to come to my house? Want to lift something? No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> nuts and is where my j- joke is going right now. Oh, my like, God. I want to lift some big nuts. <laughs> and you're like, oh, sex, lizard, whatever. Anyway. I think like, I was just so nervous to, like, try something new okay. and, like, embarrass <laughs> myself. We didn't have it, though. It's like you got captured. But then you were, like, he was, like, he was, like um, a grandmaster. Like, you know, the Karate Kid, when he's, like, get him dirty looks and watching him. And then eventually, you know, he takes yeah. him in. You know what I mean? That's, I'm getting that vibe. But but it's for for, for the powerlifting, the strong man, you know? <laughs> I mean, he powerlifts too. So it was like a perfect thing because he coaches powerlifting and strong man. And he knew he was like, with your weird personality, you're going to like strong man. <laughs> and I was like, the heck strong man? What is, that's not even a sport. He's like, oh, you'll see. You'll fall in love with it. He got me doing stones and I realized stones are my favorite thing ever. Just picking up rocks. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> That's not a sport. Anybody who says in my presence, prepared to be like choke holded and like thrown against the fucking wall. Never say that. But he didn't do that to me. He was like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. Just come, come try it and see. And since then he's grown his own garage into this amazing um, garage gym. Wow. Lost the words for garage gym. And he's got maybe between 20 and 30 athletes that come out to his house over the weekends. He got to the point where he had to break it into a few different groups. And we started as a group of three. It just grew into this awesome thing. And we're all sharing the love of Strongman. He's promoting shows now. It's amazing. Nice, man. Once you get the bug, you know. So on to um, you and nutrition. So what gave you the desire to become a manager of a nutrition store? What got you that was completely unplanned. It was actually after I won 2019 at nationals, I came back and was offered a part-time gig. He was like, just a few out. The owner was like, just a few hours here and there, no big deal. And I was like, okay, sure. I started working maybe 10 hours a week. And then over time, the last manager quit and some other things happened and I got promoted overnight and boom, I was working full-time just running this nutrition store that I was absolutely in love with. <laughs> Because kids were so many, we were right outside the MARSOC base, which is special forces for the Marine Corps. So I was still really close to a lot of the Marines, even though I wasn't active duty anymore. And a lot of these young bucks were just coming in looking for small tips here and there. So I got to preach on my four big things, which are sleep, hydration, nutrition, and exercise all the time. And I got to give just people little bits of my personal advice throughout the day. And it was just this awesome thing I fell in love with. And of course, you know, running a store was pretty cool. Do you like my uh, effects there that I went with your boom? I was like, boom, boom. <laughs> I didn't know if that was your light just going crazy for a second. No, that's my ADD. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Well, you know what? They sound like happy accidents, though. I mean, like it was meant to be, but you know. That's how I think of a lot of things in my life. Like if I hadn't joined the Marine Corps, I wouldn't have met my coach. I wouldn't be where I am in Strongman. I wouldn't have met my boyfriend. He recruited me for a powerlifting team because of the things he was seeing online and he was like this chick strong and then boom we're we've been together for two years like everything Aww. happens in these sports for a reason and I know that and I love that yeah oh totally like yeah like I've never had this podcast I would never be friends with all these amazing women online now exactly so, so grateful and like just having my you know my 
apparel brand, it means a lot to me because I just think like, you know, representing strongman as a sport in Highland Games and just putting it out there and women and, you know, women. how often do you see like, it's, no, but how often do you see like inspiring images of women on merchandise that isn't like a skinny little girl holding the dumbbell? I swear to fucking God. A 10 pound dumbbell. It's always, yes. that kills me. A pair to ponytail and shit. Like I it's am, never anything else. I am all about girls doing, like when they feel like they're in their peak doing a photo shoot but use the yeah, fake yeah. weights that show the strength you have, you know, like don't yeah, use yeah. a fake weight. That's only two pounds. Use a fake weight. That's that looks like it's the 500 pounds. You know, you can deadlift like stuff like that. I love that stuff or just action shots from the gym. That, that stuff drives me crazy. Cause I love it. Crazy yeah. good. So actually on that subject, so you want to look like a sexy, badass, powerful panda when smashing them games get our strong man of Scottish heavy games and powerlifting apparel on a store at www.panastrong.ca do it look at it watch it love it love it be it be about it feel it do it hey, <laughs> women supporting women I love that 90% yes. of the females you meet in the sport are amazing yes and uh if you don't already know like the like when you guys purchase like um you know stuff on our store that goes into our athlete grant for the two um, competitions I'm doing right now this month are like Panda Strong Powerlifting Competition online and our Panda Strong um, Strongman Competition, Strong Woman. So anyways, like it's, it goes back into women, right? And it's helped me sponsor athletes, like elite athletes and uh, get them, you know, like training gear and that kind of thing, supplements. So it is worth it. Um, yeah. So now what have you learned about nutrition since, uh, like working there obviously you have your you know education right which you're still finishing and then working there and then obviously talking to a lot of athletes and different types of people that walk through the door um you've you've probably gone to know over time you know certain nutritional products or supplements that that work or don't work and Absolutely. like what are some things that that you recommend that women do um in terms of nutrition and kind of some products like stay away from not not just seeing like specific brands but just you know, there's always, there's a shit ton. There's a shit ton of supplements and products out there now. It's overwhelming for people yes. who are new to strength sports, it right? They're is. like, oh shit, what is all of this? You know? It is. It can be so overwhelming. And I think a lot of women don't realize that they're probably not eating enough. When I was working with a nutritionist, I was trying to cut down to 140, which I know is insane that we're talking about that because Stop in my it. head for a little while, I was like, I can do this. I can cut to 140. And compete at 140 and my coach was even like no you can't like you're you're too muscular he wasn't saying it in a bad way like he didn't believe in me but I think a lot of women don't realize that they're probably not taking it enough to keep up with yeah. their strength goals so they need to look at either with a nutritionist or just with someone who's qualified even a friend maybe what they need to be doing to improve their nutrition because your nutrition is such a big part of your lifting you're not going to lift heavy if you're not fueling your body so a lot of things that go into that can be, you know, protein powder or protein and carb powder. I really like the stuff that, what was it? 5%. They have protein plus carbs. So you're, if you're missing a meal, you got protein and carbs right there. And I'll throw oatmeal in it just for extra carbs and some liquid uh, egg whites, stuff like mm -hmm. that. People, yeah. people undervalue protein. They're like, oh, it, it might not be worth it. I eat all my protein. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Some people can't get in all their protein or they're on the go. You know, you really need to think about if you're on the go and you don't have time for things, what appropriate and healthy ways you don't want to go to McDonald's 
prepare. Pack some oatmeal, pack some protein. I just think it's a ridiculous excuse because I have kids and I'm fucking like busy with them all the time and they like grab my protein bars out of my hands, fucking they're expensive. I'm like, stop it. I bought you kids protein bars. That's mine. Protein bars are good too. Quality. I'll say quality yeah, uh, protein bars. Yeah, I don't good. buy shit bars and the ones with like low sugar. I don't do the high sugar bullshit. Like right. there's this new M&M protein bar that came out. It's got like 19 grams of sugar. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm not going to mention any brands, but like you might as well eat a chocolate bar at that point. Right. Like, I was like, what's well, got protein in it? I'm like, then just drink a protein shake. Like, yeah. anyways, like, you know People, what I mean? Because things just got water to it. Like I recognize that if I don't, like when my son was very young, my baby, he's going to be 10 months old in a couple of days. Anyways, uh, my point is, is like, I would have to wait till probably noon or dinner time if I, if I didn't have a protein shake. And so the first four months of his life, I was having two, three protein shakes a day. And, that's and I, my, yeah, and I would want dinner. And that's like, I would say to my husband, like, I'm eating dinner. You need to figure it out. I'm not eating protein shakes all day. Right. So my point is like, it's like shit aside. Like, I know that I can always shove three protein bars down my face. And yes. if there's 27 gram protein a bar, it's like, that's a shit ton of protein. It doesn't yeah. hurt my stomach because I have a heavy muscle mass. Like my body will use it. But anyway, and you like, know, those you protein bars have carbs too, which I think a lot yeah. of women miss out on the carbs part a lot. Like oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. might be, yeah, yeah. they might be hitting those protein rackets, but they're not hitting the carbs. And I'm not just talking women guys do it too. I know that, but I cannot stress enough how awesome vitamins greens like actually taking care of those things that your body is deficient in that changes changes the game so much like actually aminos can help greens can help you know all that good other things than just pre-workout like pre-workout's awesome but is it making you healthier no it's giving you that drive to work out you need to focus on what is fueling you long term not what's mm-hmm. waking you up because you worked 12 hours and you didn't sleep last night. Why didn't you sleep last night? Stuff like that. Oh, I could talk about this for so long. <laughs> I just, I care so much about that preventative care. If you're taking care yeah. of your body, your body's going to produce a better athlete. You well, like you said, a better athlete. If, you, if you don't have proper products and collagen, your body's not going to properly utilize the carbs and the, the protein. It's it's not. Exactly. And it's going to wreak havoc on your digestive system. Like I meet women all the time, I can't eat that much protein. I'm like, well, then that's a problem. Like then there's something going on because you're uh, high, uh, very rarely do you meet women who aren't like heavy pro athletes who are overdoing protein. So if you're eating very small amounts of protein that's bothering your stomach, then there's something going on there. Like, I don't put the Paris up, but you need to check into that, right? So all yeah. those levels matter. And like you said, preventative, like I'd order like six months worth of three months worth of supplements in advance. And I know no matter what, I can always grab, like I said, they're by my back door. My, I have so many bags. I have kid, baby bag. I have a kid's bag. I have my stroller. Literally, I like a fucking squirrel. I stash protein bars for myself, my kids everywhere. That's good. Because my husband forgets shit all the time. So yeah. it's like, I'm like, it's in the bag already. It's there. It's there. It's there. The kid starts crying. I'm like, there's a protein bar. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I, I, it's, I, when I was teaching, when my first son was born, I'd like drink a protein shake, all, like the days that I would teach classes, fitness classes, and I'd have to go to the gym right after. I would drink protein shakes on the way there, like to teach my classes. And then I eat like a, a hearty granola bar, like good, good nutrition type thing right after. And then it was like a 45 minute try. So it was like my body's digested it. Cause if I eat heavy protein, I'm going to barf, like heavy right. lifting. I'm going to barf. I'm sorry. I don't do the free. The, like if I have protein for more workouts, I'll at least an hour before because I'll get sick. Anyways, oh yeah. I'm like, ugh. 
like bleh. anyways but i yeah so like i work out and then i come home and then i'd have like a heavy like high meat you know a real dinner uh, yeah real dinner but also the fermentation because that's really good for your digestive system before bed you know what i mean and yeah. then having that proper gap before bed so you're not like digesting as you go to sleep and just all those little things like i know myself i know when i procrastinate right it's just like why interview guests so far ahead of the show you guys so that i know that shit's gonna go down because i'm a mama okay yeah I think so it's like you know I mean you you have to plan for this you you do have to plan for that and as you learn about your body and your own nutrition and what's great for you you don't have to always work with a nutritionist you figure things out you figure out good you can trade out red potatoes for sweet potatoes you can trade out rice for bread like you figure out these certain things that work in your diet and help you switch it up because chicken and rice ain't gonna cut it every single day for every meal you're gonna hate your life and be miserable but if you learn how to nourish yourself and trade out those meals for different but equal quality nutrition you're gonna love it especially veggies too can't forget veggies yeah yeah. if you're struggling to make a really good chicken bowl with veggies you guys need to sing the song that i invented and it's awesome whenever you're feeling sad and unmotivated and in the kitchen, you make it to chicken, you sing the song, it goes like this, you go, chicken and rice, chicken and rice, it's very nice, chicken and rice. Oh, I'm not dissing chicken and rice, I just know it can get, it can feel very, like, trapped in a box, if you think that that's yeah. all you have to eat every day, you're like, oh, this sucks. I'm like, take advantage of herbs and seasonings and sauces, man, get an Asian vibe to it, a Thai vibe, so you get like a um like a like a walk and a grill and you, like you know what I mean it doesn't have to taste gross yeah you know real, and trading out your fat. veggies I I like to mix things into one bowl so whatever I'm making if it's all compatible I like to make it into one bowl so that you're getting a variety of flavors in each bite I love that it just looks like I'm eating cereal all day because I just always have bowls like I love bowls <laughs> like so always easy. You're so yeah, easy. You it like this like on my belly so just eating i think it's because i was pregnant twice right i just like you get into the bowl you never go back so somebody has me a fucking plate i'm like what is this this how is gonna, uncomfortable how are you gonna drink the meat juice at the end yeah. that's the best part especially if it's steak Still everywhere <laughs> oh. oh i love putting my potatoes and then my steak on top so the juice gets into the potatoes yes oh my favorite listen you better stop it because you wouldn't get some men signing to dms and then, you know, so make me sandwich, I'm like, make me steak, baby. No, no. I definitely encourage people to look at their own nutrition and find out who can help them make it better. Because obviously not everyone knows what to do for themselves. Yeah. But when you figure out your nutrition, that could take you to the next level of your game. That could lead you to winning more shows, more competitions, because you're actually yeah. feeding yourself, especially if you're yeah. not eating enough. That's such a big thing. Find out, find out your metabolic type. Find out like what your. I highly recommend blood type diets. I, I've seen miracles happen from them. Um, like, you know, for it depends too. Like for my family, there's a lot of Scottish there, right? There's a lot of Romanian and like ancestral diets. We're not. I'm not super mixed, right? So it's like, you know, I I follow the the food that my my ancestors would eat, and it's worked really good for me. You know what I mean? It actually alleviated all of my asthma, pro, most of my asthma problems um allergies you name it I don't have throbbing joint pain anymore so figuring out intolerances too I know a lot of people yeah a lot of people deal with the protein makes them feel nauseous or pre-workout makes them feel nauseous well if pre-workout makes you feel nauseous you probably shouldn't be taking it or you're already taking in too much caffeine that should be kind of obvious but for people that can't take in that protein mix in your carbs figure out a way to make it thicker or 
more like a solid meal for you or switch to a vegan protein because a lot of vegan proteins don't have gluten. They don't have the GMOs. They have less issues, less stomach issues for a lot of people. So there are definitely alternatives when you have those intolerances. And when you start to figure out your own diet, you're like, oh, snap, I could have just traded this for this a while ago and felt better. On the subject of not knowing what to do, folks, we have two Facebook groups. We have one that's called Strong Women of Canada. And that's where um, I've nominated experts that are like top pro athletes in strength sports that are women. Um, that some of them have been on our show, some soon to be. Um, and you can ask any of your questions on, on that Facebook group. There is like coupon codes for, you know, brands that they represent. So you can get good shit, you know, on sale anytime. Um, and like I said, there's a DIY, DIY strongman equipment tutorials on there that I've made and other links and articles and blogs that I've written or other people written that I think could really, really help you start off in strength sports. So highly recommend checking that out. And then our second group is called Team Panda Strong. And that's where if you want to be a part of the, the Panda Strong athletes, us as a, a global team, and you want to do fitness challenges and dance challenges and then online um, you know, runs and walks and different things for different fundraisers and charities that um, I support, you can get up on that and join the Team Panda Strong team. And there's recipes for my deliciousness from my kitchen of fabulousness. So if you want to eat real good, oh. like I'm talking like lying on your stomach, eating naughty, licking your fingers, rubbing your belly deliciousness, where, you know, if you weren't married, once a man had that meal, you'd be married. That's where you need to tune in because that's where my, my recipe's at. So anyway. Real cheat meal type recipes right oh, there. Oh, yes. <laughs> you got to plan your week around those rewards. I call them uh, full fat Fridays, but the, the politically, politically correct term is a, uh, Fun food Fridays, but in my like house, that. it's full fat. Hey, full you got to have something to look forward to on the weekends. I, right? am, I'm a little lenient on the weekends. I'm very strict during the weeks, but on the weekends, I'm like, okay, I deserve this. You deserve to enjoy different foods all the time. You don't always have to stick to a meal plan. Yes. Like tonight, I'm making burritos. <sighs> yes. You don't even Never know. Never a man. bad burrito. Uh, Burritos are mm. Mexican food is just... Mm. And it's healthy. Most Mexican food is so healthy. It's got lots of beans in it. It's kind of fiber, clears you out. Well, I guess it depends <laughs> on how much like sour cream and other stuff you use, but still, yeah. usually there's a healthy option there. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Thank you, cheese man, all the way. Um, do you understand probiotics, like fermented veg, fermented stinky cheese? Like it's, there's so much health benefits in that. Oof, when I started taking greens regularly, I became the most regular version of myself ever. <laughs> Science. And it's worth it it's so good for you it's true you feel so, better yes so what were some things uh key things that you learned about healthy living during obtaining your bachelor's degree because i've obviously um it's different than when you're in the store so is there certain key things like methodologies um that you've picked up on like now you're you're a pro athlete so has anything that like, you know, that you learned in school differed from what you've kind of experienced as an athlete training and competing in terms of the like, training methodology, some, something that maybe surprised you or that you found that was like different from your formal training? Yes. I, I have noticed that textbooks can be very cut and dry and there's nothing wrong with textbooks because that's the most basic information, but going to different competitions and seeing different injuries and seeing how people bounce back from certain things, I realized mm -hmm. that each person's unique. So if you have a specific shoulder issue or something like that, 
you might need to do a very unique route of recovery. And that could be the same with your diet. Like each person is just so unique in the way they respond to adversity, injury, winning, all those sorts of things. You need to deal with that in your own unique way instead of just never push past it. You might look at the textbook answer and think, oh, I can just ignore it or I could just ice it for a little bit and it's fine. But whatever it is that you have an issue with, you need to look at that individually and figure out if it's going to impede your athletic goals, your life, those sorts of things, and attack the root of the problem. A lot of people forget to find the root of the problem. They just treat it, whatever it is, whether it's actual physical or mental, they treat it for a little while and they just move on. And I've learned myself, like, you, you can't do that. I got hurt at the Arnold and I had to learn the hard way that you have to attack the root of the problem and move forward individually. Not every person has the same protocol or program or diet or all these different things. You need to accept yourself as an individual and realize when you need help or when you need to take a step back and how to find that root of the problem to move forward as a better, healthier person. So I guess my answer to your question would be, textbooks are great, but you need to expand sometimes and do some own do some of your own learning and ex- exploration into whatever you're trying to figure out. And coaches do this all the time, which I love because it makes coaches better. They look at each of their athletes and they figure out, okay, this one's got this issue. This one's got this issue. And they work with you differently. Same with programming that you, nobody has the same program because we're all different. You need to accept the fact that sometimes you have to explore and look into something new to get to that root of the problem or to move forward, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I wanted to recover from having a baby. So I bought a, a book on postnatal fitness instruction, right? Because I was like, well, if I know what a trainer would teach me, then like that'll help me teach right. myself. And you hate it. <laughs> well, I didn't do any of the stuff in the book because I have found from my dance, like I've taught dance, gymnastics, belly dance, you name it. So one thing I know is how to build a core. Despite right. my round pandaness, I know how to build a core. So um like a lot of it was just body weight stuff and standing, but because I was just so annihilated in my pelvic floor to having this baby, I was like, I just don't have a stability. My legs and arms are fine. My stomach is just, right. and I was paralyzed after my first son, he's going to be five in a few months. And I just started getting feeling back in my back. So my point is I know what not to fuck around with, but yeah, the book's great. I learned some stuff, but honestly, at the end of the day, I know my body. So it's like right. what you said, spend the time. Like I bought, when I first started in Strongman, there was, I didn't know where there was any gyms. I didn't know any athletes. I didn't have, I had no resources. So what I did was I found startingstrongman.com and I obviously just downloaded all the books and I paid for them and I read them and I experimented in the gym and I had to learn a shit ton of terms and I fucking hurt myself a lot and had a lot of guys, oh, what books are you doing in the gym? Like right. I'd never touched a barbell before, you know, um, I started doing that. I always said, you know, machines or dumbbells or whatever, but, you know, bodybuilding type stuff, but yeah, never like that so it was, a, it was a huge shift right to go to like sets of three to five but like you said books are good but you know it's important to invest in the, the time it's going to take yeah to like you know pay for nutritious once or personal trainer you don't ever want to be like i think it's always good to have those people in life but so reliant that you can't take on that ownership and responsibility of yeah. like you know figuring out those sciences for yourself yeah. not I, it feels like it sounds judgy but you know what i'm trying to say though it's like no, i do Those books were written for a reason, but they were written for a general purpose. Whereas you are a unique individual that sometimes needs unique attention. Most coaches never stop learning because they're always trying to be better for themselves and be a better coach for their athletes. Like same thing applies to you as an individual person. 
you're always learning. You should always be willing to accept that new knowledge or have an open mind about that new knowledge. You don't well, know where yeah. it can take you. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like you wouldn't have, you know, went into this strongman thing if you weren't open-minded to new things, right? And that's exactly like, people talk to me all the time, like because I've I've tried so many things in my life, and it's like my bucket list is pretty big, but I'm not going to wait till I'm 80. Like I don't right. care. I'm, I'm like I'm going to do paddleboard yoga. I'm going to fucking do sandal paddleboard. I don't care. I don't care sandal. That's a new word. <laughs> Standing, whatever. Sandal. Sandal. It. It's like that's a stand waddle thing. I will waddle. Okay. I'm literally a fucking That's what standal sounds like. Stand, standal, waddle. Whenever I have to try something new because of my body type and because I'm so fucking tall, like, okay, if I buy a swimsuit, it's always pulling my titties down because I have big boobs and I'm- I'm Or it's pulling your crotch up. Yeah, so I either get, you know, camel toe or boobs (laughs) flying everywhere. Or your butt cheeks are just always out. Yeah, my ass, it's like my, like I get up and I'm like, woo, you know, anyways, I have to wear like two bras. So my point is whenever I like want to do something sporty, I always have to reach the mad, max weight capacity. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get close to it, but I'm always like the commercials and pictures they have in the box are really skinny bitches. Right. So, you're just so I'm just preparing, you know, just making sure like I bought a canoe, used canoe, and I like first thing I did was like put my knees in it. I was like, hips, knees. I shook it. I was like, kind of, you know, push my weight in there. I'm listening for a crack. No crack. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's like trying out new running shoes you want to walk around <laughs> in the store and make sure they fit I'm always yeah, like yeah, that yeah. when my coach changes my program I always ask a million questions I'm not always the easiest person to to coach but yeah. I always ask a million questions and his favorite thing is just be like hey calm down trust me just yeah you'll deal, deal with it trust me for right now it takes like two and a half hours to sell me a pair of runners at a store because I have so many fucking questions I'm like oh a little bit of this oh this is a little squishy this one's less squishy. This one works. <laughs> but it's important to like, once you know yourself, like then you have no fear, right? Like that's what I'm trying to say is because it's like, you know, you know what the, bound, the true boundaries are. Because I think that any limits are things people force on you. Only you truly know what the limits are and you won't know unless to test them. Yes. You know, and you put the knowledge to all. It's like if you're in an off season and you want to try out a new sport, like a, a lot of strongman athletes will, if they're in their off season, they'll go try out a powerlifting meet just to see what it feels like, or they'll yeah, try yeah. jujitsu or different things. Like give yourself time to figure out if you like it, if it works, if it's one of my friends just started Mai Tai for conditioning and she loves it. You know? Oh, Muay Thai is the shit. If you <laughs> see, like I said wrestling. it wrong. <laughs> Muay Thai. Well, she doesn't pronounce it. It's not M-O-U-Y. So it's, I always just say my time. Yeah, well, that's how it, that's how it looks. That's how I right. think. Right, but taking those those off seasons or like the week after a competition just to go, you're like, hey, I don't start a new program yet. Let's go balls to the walls and try this thing because my body feels good. Like same yeah, thing yeah. with your diet or recovery or yeah. physical therapy. Like you have to trust the process sometimes and just give yourself the chance to learn and adapt to something new. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. It'll if either, it is, yeah it'll either hurt the, the, the strength training for your main sport or it'll help it. And you'll know that you will know that in the first well. couple of times you try it. And that's what I'm trying to say with cardio. It's like my big ass body on a bike. Like I, I had a custom made bike before because I, like my torso so long that I have to do a dude's bike, but then it doesn't fit like, you know, yeah. Cause when you get on off a bike. So anyways, um, but like <laughs> I break it. Cause like I was a lot lighter and I used to ride it. But my point is just like, 
I I know the aerodynamics are not going to be there right now, and it's a good workout. But I know I'd be much more efficient if I was walking and sprinting. So that's what I've been doing, and that obviously carries over to strongman, right? Um, let me talk about Muay Thai. People understand it's like it's all grip. It's like bear hugging someone to the ground, it's like squishing the shit out of them and chokehold. Yeah. So it'd be, it transfers really well over to strongman, and that's why like people like Bailey, you know, like doing grip sport. I listen to uh, like these people are guests on my show, you know, like doing the grip sport and then the Maz wrestling. That that all makes sense. Right. But I think that like doing things that are cardio or what not typical strongman would do. So I'm like, I love that. I love that. I'm one second. I'm weightlifting. Next time I'm shaking that ass, you know, I'm dancing. I'm shaking that ass. I'm twerking. And it's- if you can twerk well one day and then go do a really heavy log the next day, more power <laughs> to you. But we're all so I- unique, like different yeah, conditioning yeah. is different for everybody else. Yeah, like yeah. when I say I'm going to go do cardio, yeah, yeah. everybody's like, oh, you're going to do cardio. I'm like, I'm going to go for a run with my dog. We're running in the yeah. woods, looking at nature. I'm having fun. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, whatever makes you feel good and happy, do it. Like, don't try to be, there ain't no stand or strongman, okay? Don't, yeah. try to stand. don't get put in this box of you have to yeah. do this. Strongman's yeah, the yeah. wildest sport out there. It's more yeah. wild than anything I've ever seen. The wildest, craziest people are attracted to, and that's the best part. So on the topic of twerking, if you are on Spotify, we have two um, playlists. One's called Train Pan Strong. And there's some boss ass bitch music in there. So make sure that like you're not outside with the speakerphone because people can hear that. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's pretty intense. There's lots of twerking songs and whack and all kinds of stuff. Um, you're and gonna then- ask me if I twerk. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I tried to learn. I can't. I'm not talented. I'll teach you. I get stuck though. Certain heights. I'm like, oh, I'm old and I have babies. Um, and then I think I realized way too too long ago that dancing wasn't my thing. You're just flex. I could just be your dance. You're just walking and flex. And there's like this black bodybuilder. That's all he do is just like dance. Who's that actor? And he's always uh he's like a AGT um guy on the side. What the hell's his name? He's on the like white chairs. He's always like flexing, making his boobies dance like this. You know what I'm talking about? Ah, anyway. I don't think I do. <laughs> well, you watch the video back. I'm going to put him in the memo here. You'll know what I'm saying. Anyways, and in the cardio song, you would think it's like a white girl who's really skinny and like, I don't know, wears like really skinny pink tights and whatever. Um, and I don't know, just drinks like daiquiris and stuff because it's like really fun cardio music. But um, a lot of EDM and stuff. So check it out. Check it out. <laughs> you can add music to it too. And then if you happen to listen to podcasts on Apple, give us a five-star rating and check that out and share it so more women can be empowered by her information today from the Johnson, brought to you by the Johnsons. <laughs> Not to be confused with Johnson and Johnson, just a Johnson. Yes, but you know, hey, I'm, this is love. You need to have this on the back of your shirt. You need to wrestle. You need to do that. I feel this from you. To wrestle? You need to, you need to, you need to take some people down with those muscles. I'm just saying. I hate one-on-one sports. <laughs> Not um, for you. I, I have no like motivation to wrestle with somebody or chase a ball like in the Marine Corps. And they're like, we're going to go play basketball for PT. I'll be like, I don't want to chase that ball. I'll stand <laughs> here. I'll stand here and like do something. Don't want to chase the ball. Not my that man. Why are you running on purpose? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's so weird. I like running, but I don't like chasing any kind of athletic ball. Yeah, it's so funny. As a kid, I love that. But now when my kids like throws a ball, he's like, go get him. Like, that's like 20 feet away. Yeah, like, you go get it. 
yeah, but I'll dance. <laughs> so, um, so on the topic of childhood, so what has given you the inspiration to train the next generation of strength athletes? What do you desire to accomplish as a trainer in the future for women? What do you want Oof. to see happen for women, young girls out there who are women and kids? Like, I feel like so many kids are either neglected in an athletic and nutrition realm or their family might not have the time or the means, things like that. So I really just want to spread more knowledge to the younger generations on how to get a hold of those sorts of things, like how to take mm -hmm. a hold of their nutrition, how to find ways to be active when mom can't take them to sport practices, how to do things at home, how to find mm -hmm. that right environment that nourishes them in a healthy way. It's just always been such a passion of mine to work with kids and lead kids on the right path. And that right path might be academics, it might be sports, but everyone should be athletic in some way. You know, so many kids are just not encouraged to do sports. They're allowed to be lazy, things like that. I really think kids need a push in the right direction. They need to help. They need help finding the sport they're good at, that they're talented at, something that they know they can do for the rest of their lives to keep themselves healthy. And if they're taught how that health works at a deeper level, I think it really okay. starts to resonate. Like the younger you teach it. I've been teaching kids for 13 years and I've taught them every type of like, I've, you know, I've coached soccer, you name it, I've done it. And I can tell you for a fact that when people like parents see my kids, they're always like, your kids are so athletic. And I'm like, yeah, were you surprised? Anyways, my baby just climbed the stairs. Like my, well, it's not the first time he's done it, but he just like, he's 10 months old and he's climbing my entire flight of stairs. Like ain't nothing. That's okay? good. Climbing slides. You know how hard it is to climb a slide? Never mind if you're a 10 month old baby. Yeah. And he's just eating like beef jerky and great things that babies would choke on, you know, because he's he's healthy like he's super right. healthy he's be wearing, with the like, right with the right supervision kids can do so many things but a lot of them feel like they're Bubble either held back here. or they're neglected play unfortunately suck. play structure suck nowadays you know like kids don't have any risk like teeter teeter totters when i was kids like a fucking death wish like a piece of lumber with a handle on it that's it and if you bounce your ass on the ground you can make your friend go fly <laughs> like if you were that friend you're they just there. they know, definitely need more pushes more more people yes. testing out different sports like yeah. I remember in in school like well let's play dodgeball every week why don't we switch it up why don't we make sports more interesting so they can figure out yeah. where they thrive where their passion is where they're where they're really talented and they can just yeah. run with it I'm not saying everybody has to be a pro athlete but everyone yeah, yeah. should be healthy right but it's like, like but i'm saying like you could do with like what i teach i use music and i use stories and my background dance helps me coach sports and teach yes. sports because i use agility drills and move all these things in stories so that you don't realize you're exercising and i push kids really hard and it's like very rarely when i'm at the park do i see kids vigorously exercising never mind even exercising with their parents that's a concern for me you know like um and it's, it's upsetting to me when my kids are like doing crazy things like climbing trees and people freak out about like I guess what angers me the most is that's why I don't put my kids in daycare is because I've worked in daycare and it's all risk has been eliminated right just be a herd just be cattle just sit down be quiet don't make noise don't try something new don't do something out of the box and it's like I see these moms with kids in the park the same age as my son and they start climbing tree and they're like oh Joseph oh and I'm like dude he's like up like like I don't know like 10 feet like he's yeah. like I fell out of trees way higher than that on my stomach. I, mean, I live. Kids I don't ride their bikes around the neighborhood anymore. I remember Why? doing that with my sister. Like, if you have a buddy, you can go ride till the streetlights come on. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Kids, kids don't do that anymore. Which I understand the world we live in is a little bit more pre precarious than it used to be. But 
kids are so yeah. sheltered and kept inside now and not encouraged to like go explore go play in a yeah. creek go get dirty go have fun and when you yeah, look yeah. at on the news you see all the time obesity is on the rise these health problems are on the rise and a lot of the, looking at like i said the root of the problem a lot of these people it's their health they're not taking care of themselves and now they're living off medicaid they're living off all these government things because they aren't active or they're not taking care of their own bodies taking the right vitamins doing the right exercises yeah. or feeding themselves properly it's so I don't want to. I, I don't want to get demonetized, but I'll just say this about the past two years with this lockdown. Okay, all I'm gonna say is this: is like I could have been afraid and spent a shit ton of money on more life insurance and a funeral and just accept my death, or um, I could uh, spend a shit ton of money on supplements and build my own fucking gym. Yes. Okay? And I'm right now building my own strongman gym. And it's hard because I've got dyscalculia, which is an actual learning disability. Okay? I've got more than one. It's my brain just gets fucking cute and fused with numbers and shit and graphs. I'm like, ah, that's oh, Anyways, I'm doing it. I'm lifting it. I'm making stuff from my garage gym, from my, my strongman's garage gym in the basement, like going to be powerlifting. My point is, is like, you know, I'm making it happen because I know that that investment, even it doesn't matter. I, I know I'm going to win first competitions here. I know I'm going to like, when we have more coming up, like I'm training for deadlift competition right now. But that's, that's not the biggest thing for me, though. It's like, I want to know that I'm rock solid healthy. So no matter what comes my way, I can take care of my kids, right? Yes. If something happened, I could build a house for them, right? I applaud I that. To you know what I mean? Like, I, the scariest thing for me when I go to sleep at night is thinking that I can't be mobile and I, enough to, like, if my kid, you know, fell in a car, I can lift the car to get them out, right? Like, just that right. mom and bear kind of stuff. Like, I just want to know that something happened to my husband, I could fucking you know, still have the energy to clean the house, work a laborious job, and then do everything that I'm doing, right? Yes, so it's, yeah, I like, applaud that. You took, you took an unfortunate year, and you chose to better yeah. yourself, which I love how many people just started creating these at-home workout programs, and yeah. these yeah. different ways to stay healthy during this pandemic, when yeah. the other half of the world is scared and terrified, and I understand that to a certain degree, yeah. but if you're not, yeah, yeah. like you said, taking care of your own health, how are you going to get out of this pandemic feeling Dude, confident? We sold our car and our box truck to buy a trailer, like, and a, and a pickup truck used. The trailer's new, the pickup truck was used, warrantied it. My point is, I did all these things. Like, I bought, like, the tricycle. I built it. It sucked. It was really hard. I built the tricycle, came in the mail. It was all fucking broken and missing pieces. It was fucked up. It was, like, three months late. I, I wrote when I was pregnant. And... You know, I got this equipment, which was absurd and a lot of stress because people were selling for four times it was worth. And so I do a lot of bargaining negotiations, a lot of time. Like I was pregnant, that's stressful. I could have been like, fuck it, you know? Yeah. And I kept dancing. And then like I built my deadlifting platform on my knees, lying down because I wasn't physically able to even sit up properly or squat because I was that's in awesome. pain. I built my fucking deadlifting platform. And like, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying like, it means, it means a lot to me. And it was, I was fucking terrified. Like I thought I was going to lose my kids. I was worried my husband's going to lose his income. And we moved to a new place. We took on a place that was more income so that I could have this like basement gym and the garage. And you know what I mean? And like, I, I took on more risk. I spent more money. I think yeah. I spent like six grand. In the face of adversity though. That's and you what grew I'm from it. Say. You took that year when half yeah. the world was like scared. Yeah. 
and you grew from it. You found a way to grow from it. I loved yeah. watching people do that. Like people yeah. just, yeah. you know, every store started selling out of all their health equipment because people were trying to build their own home gyms. And that gave me such a proud feeling for yeah, yeah. our fit world. Our fit community yeah. was trying yeah. to stay on top of it. Like half of us are like, well, if our shows don't get canceled, how, how the heck are we going to trade for it? Like that's the mindset a lot of us were stuck in. And I just yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. And like, I think my biggest thing that I always want to pass on to people, like the three words, and I want to know what yours are for me, working with people of all ages and just everything I do, I want to have influence on people. I want, I want people to be inspired. I want people to have hope, you know, like hope, self-love, self inspiration, and a lack of fear. You know, like, don't be afraid because like that's the only thing that you'll regret when you you'll die that's the only thing holding you back really it's just being afraid of the unknown so for you being a marine right and having to face the fear and be so fucking brave do you think your experience you know as a marine has taught you the importance of strength training for women um and what does brave mean for you oh it definitely as a female going through boot camp and then combat training it definitely encouraged this idea of females can do it. Certain females can do just amazing things. And when I say certain, I mean the ones that put their mind to it, the ones that put the drive to it. And that bravery piece is just taking whatever you're scared of, looking it in the face and deciding mm -hmm. how you're going to conquer it. Yeah. You know, finding what you're passionate about and just going with it, figuring out like if, if you wanted to own a gym from the ground up, you look at, okay, how do I start? Where do I start? What do I do first? You find yep. what's really terrifying, which could be competing at the top level and you fight your way to the top level and you get on that stage. And when you're still scared, you're like, heck, I've done this. I can do this. I know I yeah. can do this. And you do it. You find a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably well, the bravest thing you can do. Yeah. What people need to know is that you're stronger than the boogeyman. Okay. Movies have been lying to you. Punch that ghost in the face. It's true. Drag him out from underneath the bed and beat the shit out of him. You know, half the time it's all in your head. I know people say mind yeah. don't matter, but really, when you think about numbers you've hit in the gym and when you're yeah. at a show, if you've already touched that weight or you know you can do that weight, instill some confidence in yourself. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm bad at this too. I do it too. I psych myself out every, every Tuesday, whatever. And my coach is like, you need to have more confidence in yourself and believe yeah. in the strength that yeah. you've, in the, in the program that you've lived in like what you've been doing has yeah. led you to this moment you're here for a reason you're at yeah. that moment for a reason go through with it be proud of where you where you're at how you got there everyone has a purpose for their life and everyone is meant to have happy things happen to them and despite the shitty things we've been through or are going through everyone is meant to be happy i'm sorry i don't care what anybody tells you you are worth it it doesn't matter the fucking mistakes you've made and and it's, none of that shit matters all that matters today is that you get up and say i am worthy give yourself a shot be brave even if it means being alone and like you said being scared just just show up for yourself yeah you know and i know that's hard but like the thing is is like there's let me talk about being a marine right no one's going to jump out of the sky to come out and rescue you. And I'm sure you learned that, right? I mean, you do have commodities, but at the end of the day, you're still responsible for yourself, right? Yeah. And you learn if you take care of yourself, you're putting your teammates, the other Marines at risk, right? So there's this methodology, right? Like you can't be all things to all people. You can't eliminate um, uh, bad things happening to you, even though you're a good person. Because people say, oh, you manifested everything. I'm like, no, bad, bad things happen to good people and, and vice versa. Yeah. 
that's life, you know, but you have to just sit there and say, you know what, fuck that noise. Like, that's not my future. You know what I mean? Not every moment is scary, but if you live like every moment is scary, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to go farther. But if you live those moments as they come and then you get to a scary moment and you realize I can handle this because of my training or because of what I've done in the past, I've prepared for this. Yeah. I can be confident in this moment. Like, yeah, everyone just has to figure out what works for them to get through those moments. Like, but you have to get through it. You got to go through yeah. it. So like, what are like, now that you've done, like, like, like said, your experience as a Marine, your post-secondary training, and then, you know, you being an athlete um, and soon to be trainer, what are some go-to workouts that you recommend for women starting out in strength training? Starting out in strength training. I definitely yeah. look at, I would definitely encourage either working with some kind of, I don't want to say trainer because I know trainers can be more focused on just things you might not be interested in maybe, but if you find a program, just a starter program, a concept that you know you can follow like a 531 program or a hybrid program, some kind of simple program to start you out where it has some explanations, it has some videos, it has some kind of resources where you can look up what you're doing. I definitely think that's a good route to go. But if you just go blindly into a gym, you might, you might feel scared. You might feel nervous because you haven't been there before. But if you kind of have a mindset of, okay, I'm going to try out this program or this powerlifting program or the strongman program or this CrossFit program and see how I like it, you start to get your feet wet. You start to realize what you can do, what you have questions on. If you hire a coach, a coach can certainly guide you through it, but not everyone has to jump to a coach, you know, yeah. right, right out the gate. Facts. <laughs> and what are some, uh, like nutritional things that you recommend that people can easily incorporate into their diets, you know, some proteins, just different things that you recommend people starting out with strongmen. Like, cause you know, it can be kind of intimidating. Oh, I learn all these workouts. Oh, I gotta learn out all these different ways to eat healthy. So what are some simple things people can implement today in their diet? Ooh, tells them? Definitely collagen, fish, fish oil, for sure. That's one of my go-tos. Yep. Oh, yeah. Depending on what you're starting out, you might just need to add more water into your diet. You might not even be drinking enough water. And honestly, you probably should cut some stuff out, cut out the energy drinks, cut out the soda, cut out the crap sugar, figure out where your goals lie. And then you can really look at what supplements help. You might not need protein, but you could definitely benefit from protein and carbs on certain days. You might not eat it every day. You're going to need to look at vitamins. You should definitely look at greens and different healthy factors that would help with that recovery process. Because when you first start getting into a new sport, you're sore all the time. You're like, heck, this is hard. Yeah. But if you're looking at the right recovery, <laughs> Epsom salt is great. You know, taking an Epsom yeah. salt bath. Especially oh. if you if you go in and do one of those extreme CrossFit classes and you've never done them before, you're gonna feel miserable the next day. But don't let that scare you from trying out the sport more. You know, yeah, look yeah. at yeah. look at ways to recover and be better the next day to go try it again. Go enjoy it. And, and I can't underestimate, I cannot understate, sorry, is having I've always followed this rule is too many naps a day um, and bare minimum one, like when you get that evening, because that's when people want to eat shit, right? So if you get tired from work, have a little snack and have a little nap and then like yeah. get up and move and have dinner. That's my, my thing. Um, and melatonin, like at night, get yourself a hot bath. You can get Epsom salts with melatonin in it and lavender and shit. Lord, and that'll help you go to sleep. I don't, I don't love melatonin, but I do love Unison. There are definitely mm-hmm. sleep aids out there that are right for everyone because a good night's sleep is just 
Ugh. Yeah, and, and not, not every sleep aid works for everybody, like you said. So yeah. five works for you, but you know, like you said, the biggest things cut out shitty sugars, processed foods, sleep and hydration, and just general moving. Those are huge. Yeah, you prob- you're probably going to need to eat more when you start a new sport. You might, yeah. You know, if, if you're not working out at all and you go to working out five days a week, which a lot of people rush into working out and they're like, I have to work out every single day. And then you're just fatigued. You need yeah. to up your food. You need to figure out what you're yeah. missing. And it's probably water, you know, a lot of yeah. people are missing water for sure. Yep. Facts. Um, but yeah, get everything into balanced alignment because understand that when you do extreme changes, like you said, your body and your mind are going to be like, whoa, what the hell? And so yeah, you know, start with the simple things and then slowly, slow habits over time is how you get from, yes. holy shit, I was there to here, you know, like, and I, and I apply the same principle to like financing and saving and investing and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's amazing how consistency and even not perfect, like 80, 20, small positive changes over a five, six year rule, you know, our time frame. It's amazing how your life can drastically change. Yeah. And don't, I would say for me, it's like, don't put yourself in a box for three months, six months. Like stop fucking comparing, uh, like comparing yourself to every before and after story you've seen on Instagram. Like oh, your time to shine and your time to process and your time to move through the emotions is unique to you. So just like go with the flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have, have goals and and hold yourself to a higher standard, motivate yourself, but don't like self-deprecate, right? And Yeah, don't set unrealistic goals. Your first year in the sport, you might not be going to Worlds or the Olympics or whatever, but if you set those intentions in three months, I want to have a 400-pound deadlift. In three months, yeah. I want to yeah. do X, Y, Z, and you stick to that consistency, like you said, hard work beats talent. That's it. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, you know? Yeah. Like you have to set those intentions and follow through with those goals and yeah. keep yourself in that mindset of, okay, I'm not that girl over there. I'm not that guy over there. That's fine. I'll, I'll get where I'm going. Cause that's, yeah. that's the only place you're going is where you're going, not where they're going. Yeah. You're you right. need to worry about them. Yeah. You're preaching. Like when I had four kids, I thought five years was so fucking long. I'm like, train for the winter for five years. Fuck that up the boy after three. Now that I have kids, I'm like, damn, like it really isn't that much time. And I'm like, man, I'm in my early thirties. Like, I keep this up. I'm with sexy when I'm 40. And you have um, a home gym, you work out with them at home too. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm gonna be fly as hell. I'm gonna be so sexy. <laughs> you gonna be sexy too. So, anyways, um, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having I think me. You're amazing, and I love you. And I wish I could squeeze you and hug you, but you're far. I do kind of want to pick you up though. I also want to see if you can pick me up at that. I'm down with that. that. Whether it's a squat or like an over, I've always wanted to yes. overhead press somebody. I haven't done that yet. Oh, me too. So bad. That's what I saw Leafa do it. Like I think Leafa did it to like ten people at one show, and I was like, I want to be here when I grow yeah. up. Yeah, like those comp, like those competitions where like girls literally stand there and like guys stand in line. They just like eat them. They just like mm. pick them up and eat that. Like <laughs> fuck wife carry. How about husband carry? How about carry a sister? I just want a strong woman to compete, fucking carrying each other. You make it sound like, like people are like, just throwing them across the floor. Like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> No, they land Next. on gym. They're like, like, like if you were like like on my back with your legs around my waist and I was like running with a kettlebell, like that's funny as shit. Like I just want to see who can do that. Like just crazy things like that. I'm down. Maybe I'll host a competition like that because that'd be hilarious. Just I'm, a body weight competition, but it's other people's body weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People drive by just looking. They just look savage and see. They're like driving by. It's like an old lady. It's on the way to get her fucking oranges and apples at the store. You're just eating people. Person over bar. Go. 
they're just looking like Jesus, like, ah, as they like pass over in front of the sun, you know? <laughs> That's the best is when people stumble up across the strongman show and they don't know what's going on. And they're like, what the heck? What are you guys doing with that? Are you drinking all that? Hey. throwing it. You're like, oh, we're throwing Perfect. it over there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, if you have a question for Nancy, comment below, okay? Share, tag, let her know. She will respond because she's fabulous. Don't be scared. The whole conversation is but don't be scared. Take some risks, reach out. And if you have a favorite lifter that you want us to interview, please tag that person on IG. Like I said, you can find us anywhere at Panda Strong Podcast. Our website, www.pandastrong.ca. And like I said, if you want to do some competition, I'm being crazy and I'm extending the deadline. So check that out. And I am planning competitions for the fall. So there's more news to come. Anyways. Thank you for joining us today. Loved having you on the show. And I hope you here. come here so I can pick you up. <laughs> that would be great. Let's do it. <laughs> yes! Flex before you go. I don't know. You flex. Oh, God. Just for you. That's, that's from flexing. That was such a do thing to say, just for you, baby. <laughs> it was because of what we talked about earlier. I was like, I'm you shy. Want this gun, my gun show. I wouldn't do that in person though. I'd be like, no, stop. Oh my God.